Hey guys, it's Hooker over here with Hooker's Uncut Gems, you know. And if you're listening to this part of the episode, you are probably um, catching up. And I love that you are taking the time to catch up. These first episodes in the first season were very long. Um, And also they weren't completely who I am today. So I just want to give you a fair warning. You will hear things um, that I've grown from. You will um, see things within me that I've grown from. And as I went back and listened to these episodes, I was proud of me for my growth and I forgave myself for the growth that I had not made at at this time. So I encourage you to reflect on your own, you know, situation and do the same. As you look back into my past as I grew um, along this journey. Um, Well, anyways, I'm not going to linger too long. I thank you for listening, and I appreciate you for taking the time to go back and listen to Hooker's Uncut Gems. Um, So let's get into it. Thank you for listening. I would like to open up by saying, first of all, welcome to Jazz and Gems Pod. And honestly and truthfully, if you are here, you are drawn here. So let's celebrate that. I am going to celebrate you with a little singing bowl action. Thank you. Thank you for joining. Today's episode will be featuring one very important Reiki lesson. And that lesson is, just for today, I will be kind to my neighbor and all living things. I bet whomever wrote this did not consider Texas roaches. Anyways, who am I? My name is Hooker. Um, I'm a lover of culture, true crime, travel, haunted docuseries, alien docuseries, Naked and Afraid, and Insecure. Because <laughs> Issa is, I don't know, everybody in that group really reminds me of myself. But I was watching an episode yesterday with one of my best friends, and we literally both saw ourselves as Issa, but I was the one in the mirror, and she was the one getting advice. So, I mean, honestly and truthfully, Insecure is like the shit. Issa did her thing, and she really offers really great music. Sorry, I got off on a tangent in the first 30 seconds. How did that happen? It will happen a lot. Um, I've recently limited people's access to me. Um, I've been in quarantine. I'm off my meds and um, a podcast was the result. In fact, the first time I was around more people, I literally came home and um, I instantly was like, um, I'm going to start a podcast because this is creating more time with myself and also probably growing a following because and I, let's just be clear. I don't really care about the following. I just like to heal the world. Anywho, um, I've limited people's access to me. I've been in quarantine and I've been off my meds. Take that how you want to. Um, I am practicing tarot as well as psychic reading. And um, before you even start, don't bring that devil's work shit over here, my guy. Um, Everything I do is operated and guided by God. So... 
I don't even have to put that there, but let's just get that clear. Don't come over here with that, my guy. All right, but why I'm here is there have to be more people like me. Like, have you ever just felt like you're the shit, but nobody else knows that you're the shit? Because that's how I feel. Um, I'm a millennial who lives in a very materialistic city. I have no booty, and I feel like that's why I have no dating life. And uh, <laughs> I have so much love and light to offer the world, and I just want to share it with people. I am a teacher and a chef. Um, I have fallen from religion like many millennials have, and you're probably here because I seem interesting to you or you're trying to catch this love and this light. Um, I'm a light worker and the simplest way to describe light workers would be as beings who feel an, an enormous pull towards helping others, also referred to as crystal babies, indigos, earth angels, and star seeds. These spiritual beings um, volunteer to act as a beacon for the earth um, and commit to serving humanity. Pretty much, I like to help people. I don't know if I'm an indigo child or a crystal child, whatever, but I will say this. I do feel like my call here is to help others. Um, that definition was from happiness.com but there are plenty of resources if you want to go do your own research on where to find out uh what a light worker is and if you might be one maybe you're one and that's why you're drawn here um all i want to do is heal people as soon as i meet them like immediately they feel comfortable enough to start sharing their shit with me and when i say their shit i don't take that lightly like i say their shit but i take that really um, I honestly take that very seriously because someone who intends to share their shit with you, I mean, who do you share your shit with? And when I say that, what I mean is, have you ever had, okay, I know my friend group does it and sometimes my family used to do it. Have you ever shared your shit stories like your, I'm about to take the kids to the pool or I'm going to make, I'm going to take the team to meet the Browns. Whatever it is, have you ever shared your shit story with your friends or your very close circle? Because only, only your friends and only your close circle typically know your shit stories. But me, I am always getting people's shit stories. Like, and I'm not talking about their shit stories literally. I'm talking about the deep sensitive shit, you know, that they're going through. Um, but all I want to do is meet them as soon as I heal them. Don't get it twisted though. Love and light is cute, but I'm black. And I don't mind naming the injustices. In fact, um, I'm fair about it. And my biggest thing that I'm learning about myself right now is accountability. Um, so um, I do want to start the show off with something from uh, what I will call my culture connoisseur corner. Um, you know, before I get there, I really just jumped straight into a whole nother conversation. But pretty much you're here because you're supposed to be here, whether it's to listen to me or whether it's to help you. Maybe you have some clear audience and maybe I'm here to just spit some words for you to help you out. I'm going to take a sip of this water. Lubricate, honey. All right. So anyways, um, you're here for a reason. You're not here by accident. It was not um, a mere coincidence that you ended up here. Um, it it's probably in your spirit's choice. And I'm okay with that because 
the path that I'm on right now, I'm just led. I used to tell people all the time, I don't ever write no, I'm a chef, and I don't ever write no grocery list down. I just walk in the store and let the spirit guide me. I let the spirit tell me when to stop putting salt. I let the spirit tell me when it's enough time, okay? And I'm talking about T-H-Y-M-E, not T-I-M-E. I'm just saying, let the spirit guide you. Anyways, I do want to start the show off with a little moment for my culture connoisseur corner. Um, and what I want to kind of focus on is uh, yesterday, um, Shade Room posted about um, a con... Congolese, Congolese woman who is a fashion designer. She released a 3D fashion show. And I must say, like, if you are black, you have seen these types of designs for a while. Um, you've seen different things, um, you know, in the black culture and in the African diaspora, you've seen different parts of her work um, as far as the technique um, but the, the, the line was beautiful, I, I must say. And one thing that she, that I want to put spotlight on is she was bringing awareness to some stuff. Um, something that, um, I want you guys to do more research on because I don't want to be your main person, um, to get this stuff from, like, do your own research. Cause I am learning to myself. I hate reading. I ain't gonna lie. But it is very necessary. She was bringing attention to mining in the Congo. Um, build your own outrage because the world is fucking up. They have been fucking up. And usually they have been fucking up at the hands of people of color. Um, I even thought to purchase one of um, these pieces from this line um, that ultimately wouldn't even be available until like August. But shit, I thought about it. But then like... Um, my pockets. Um, but yes, um, I just wanted to spotlight this particular moment because it kind of points out our place as innovators, especially in the age of social media. And when I say our, I really mean black people, but I guess you could say people of color too. And I'm not knocking y'all. I'm just saying a lot of stuff is black. And y'all can't deny that. People love the black culture. They just don't love the black experience. Nobody, nobody besides black people can feel so much pride in being black. Um, but also so much pain. Um, but it is one of the coolest places to be. Everyone wants to be you. Um, nonetheless, uh, from versus battles to this countless celebrities bringing themselves into the live scene on Instagram, like on court during quarantine, we have seen it like so often where my favorite celebs. I won't even name them because I want them all to myself, even though you bitches are finding them. There are so many celebrities coming out of the social woodworks, okay? They are socialites ultimately, but they have not shown how cool they are. They are releasing this stuff to the world. They are showing you, I am cool. I just don't got to show y'all that. Even people like Lil Duval, and I'll mention him. He's one of my favorite Geminis. Um, he is showing out, and he always been showing out, but he is showing out. And I love it. I cannot get enough of it. Anyways, um, we really need some exclusivity. Is that how you say that? Because we are making all the moves and not even a fraction of the money. Not, not to mention like TikTok. Like TikTok. TikTok. Let's get into that right quick. I didn't know this, but it's not hard to believe. People are actually paying 
these little white kids or even just people in general. Most of the time, they're not the people who are the originators of it, though. They are paying these people to um, have a TikTok for their songs. Like, I feel like that is probably the only reason. Uh, Blueface or Lil Baby. You know what? Let me take Lil Baby out of this because I don't listen to that much stuff by him. But somehow, Blueface always ends up on my playlist. And I love Spotify. Their algor algorithm is great. So it's titles because I have both. I don't mind paying um, for the stuff that I like. But, um, yeah, Spotify be throwing some blue face on there. And I don't even understand how he is as popping as he is. I feel like blue face raps like he's in the middle of a fight and he just has to get every word in. Like, if he was a Zodiac sign, which one would he be? Somebody who talks a lot, but don't like to let anyone get a word in. Ha! Is he a Gemini? I'm a Gemini. He might be a Gemini. But I do like to let people get a word in because I am checking myself. So, anyways, um, <clears throat> in this culture kind of sewer corner, I just want to point out that um, I want to give a nice, lovely bit of love to people of color because we, for real, for real, are some innovators. And I am proud of us. I am proud of us in many ways. But, um, I'm ultimately proud of this woman who was able to showcase herself in a way that I'm sure many people will be biting off of in the very near future. Um, congrats to you, my love. You are amazing. Thank you for sharing that with us. And thank you for being an innovator for us to reflect upon and grow with. Um, so I'm just going to, you know, stop right there for just a second. And um Okay, so I know that we said we were going to be kind to our neighbors and to all living things, but I just want to point out some hood rat shit. And it's kind of hard to be kind about this. Um, and hood rat shit is going to be a regular because there is always some hood rat shit. And um, Erica Badu said it best when she said, I hate niggas, but I love nigga shit. And only black people can say that because they can understand it the best. I I love us, but y'all really work my nerves. This is some hood rat shit. Let me tell y'all. Okay, so there is a host of people upset with Russell Wilson, Sierra, and I don't understand it. I remember I was dating this guy last year. And we weren't really dating, but we were we were conversing and we were doing our little thug fizzle, whatever. Okay. And I remember him having this conversation with me on the phone, like, Sierra, bitch, like da -da -da. I don't even know if he said bitch. I think he just was like, he was not here for Sierra. And I was like, it ain't even that I'm here for Sierra because back in my day, y'all remember that rumor that there was about Sierra? You know, I love Sierra, but <laughs> there were so many crazy rumors because people were just hating on her, but she has kids, so you were wrong. Uh, <laughs> and y'all know what the rumor is, and if you don't, I'm not going to uh, cultivate that rumor and give it room to grow. Um, but also, Lee, um, 
you know, we I kind of have a love-hate relationship with Sierra because ultimately she is a beautiful being um, physically and it seems like, you know, overall, unless it's just completely an act. But um, she seems like an ultimately great person. But they give her such a hard time. Even, I remember, um, I won't put it to light, but she was, she had got into it with another um, singer in the culture. And um, that singer said something like, good luck booking that stage in reference to Sierra saying something about them. But anyways, I have a, a weird relationship because I grew up on her one, two, stepping and hitting that old dance, you know, that little hip roll thing, you know. Uh, everybody has, like, they either like her or they don't. I genuinely like her. Um, but this guy was so mad that Sierra and Russell Wilson um, are together. He was so mad that Russell Wilson, I think at, at the time, Russell Wilson, it was, I feel like it has something to do with um, a picture that surfaced that was very loving. You would, I think that people really have an issue whenever they think that um, someone is doing something better than the other. I wonder for sure if, if, if Future has an issue with any of this because he's definitely being outdated. I mean, publicly, publicly at least. Um, you know, in private, we don't know what their life is like, but I'm just saying, I think he might be outdated a little, uh, if that's a thing. Uh, <laughs> and it may not even be a thing, but anyways, I want to pull up what actually happened because it's stupid, okay? So, Future, um, his son is, you know, baby Future, whatever. Russell Wilson, I don't know who did it first. Let's see, May 19th, 9.34 a.m., uh, May 19th, 8.11. Oh, Russell did it afterwards. Okay, I didn't notice that. But anyways, same day, different hour. Um, but these pictures could have also been taken from different parts of the country. These screenshots, these, you know, inputs could have been taken from different parts of the country. I don't know. Um, but anyway, Russell Wilson, I'm just going to start with Future because Future is technically says 8, 11 a.m. And we're going to go under the premise that Future did it first. Future tweets the sweetest. Happy birthday, Future. Love you forever, twin. Kept it simple. I wonder what his birthday is. I should look these things up. I'm going to have, you know what? I think I'm going to have to add a segment to guess these motherfuckers' birthdays because what they act like versus what they are, it's probably some insight. Like yesterday, I found out Boosie was a Scorpio. I really gave him either Cancer or Aries or, but Scorpio, it fit. Anyways, I mean, put your pussy lips online. I'll give you a thousand dollars. <laughs> Anyways, uh, future back to him. Happy birthday, future. Love you forever, twin. Okay, it's very sweet to the point. Russell Wilson tweets, My inspiration. Yes, I'm giving him this voice because Russell Wilson got a little, he got a little, he, it's not zesty. 
but he got some honey to him that's like smooth you know it's he got some his even his tweets are lubricated not lubricated lips tweets okay um let's go for it my inspiration my best friend full of love joy and grace i thank jesus for you and being able to lead and guide you your future is forever endless and i pray you swim into every opportunity and obstacle in life with this much love and enthusiasm sorry i, I definitely added it to you with this much love and enthusiasm happy sixth birthday future daddy loves you then he posts this video of them swimming even has the video online um it was probably very sweet he meant well maybe maybe russell wilson is the gemini because russell wilson i must point out here um <sighs> gemini's have a really good way of words um we know what to say to piss people off we have a sarcastic tone but we also like we can do a subtle flex subtle shade really 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 easily it's not something that i like to practice to do but it does happen um but i will say that um he was really good with his words maybe future isn't as good with his words but what trips me out is the large amount the massive let's say massive massive amount of people who were shitting on or trying to shit on russell wilson for actually um you know for actually having this much to say versus you know future and i think that what people tend to do is they try to negate you know that one parent is better than the other but i'm just like dude come on now this is some hood rat shit okay and hood rat shit not always gonna be so like against the hood rat shit because i'm here for i'm here for some of this hood rat shit but right now some of this hood rat shit is y'all little ratchet asses going out and having day parties when numbers for coronavirus is still rising i don't know about all the conspiracy theories but i ain't taking no chances okay anyways hood rat shit back to it People are real life mad at Russell Wilson for saying daddy loves you. Now, here's my issue with that. This man has been around since future could, since young future, since before he could formulate real sentences. Do you think that Sierra and future and Russell were like, this is not your real daddy that's your real like they probably yes it is very probably understood future is his dad his name is future okay his name is not russell okay but this child probably knows him as whatever name he knows him in that household what do y'all want him to call him daddy russ step daddy papa russell what do you want him to call him this is we don't even first of all it's not my concern when it got to that point that was still not my none of this is my concern let's just be very clear on that but y'all some hood rats for defending the motherfuckers it's like ah russell wilson is wrong for that he shouldn't be calling him daddy da 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 da, da. it's stupid okay first of all baby future don't even have no damn uh, 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 Twitter 
okay? Baby Future ain't worried about none of this. They did that shit for y'all. They playing y'all. And it's stupid. I'm not even gonna sit up here and give it more and more and more life. But I'm just saying, that's some hood rat shit. And all y'all who are in favor of whatever, hood rat shit. Okay? That's what it is. That is some hood rat shit. Don't sit up here and try to call Sierra. Don't bring Sierra into this like like she's wrong for, for moving on with life after future, after future futured. Okay? Future just futured. Sierra, move the fuck on. And she found what seems like a really great guy. Um, something that we have to eliminate in this culture and in this world is promoting toxic ass energy. And when I say promoting toxic ass energy, I'm not just talking about like the simplest shit. I'm talking about why is this so wrong? Let's point to the root of this thing here. If we're really going to be mad at somebody, let's not be mad at Future. Let's not be mad at, at Russell. Let's not be mad at Sierra. Let's be mad at ourselves because we got to we gotta do better than than trying to, trying to build a wall between people and trying to encourage the negativity and trying to encourage the negative stereotypes that come with the caricature, caricature of a baby mama and baby daddy drama. We really have to eliminate that. And that came straight from spirit because I've never said those words. But we really have to eliminate this whole caricature of what a baby mama and a baby daddy and a stepdaddy is supposed to do. Y'all remember that song? Stepdaddy, do step, stepdad, hey, stepdaddy, do step. Y'all remember that song? Uh, what, 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 damn, now I gotta go find it. I'm gonna go find this song. If I can find it, it's gonna be playing in the next few moments, okay? So, you know what? I'm gonna stop right here and see if I can find the song just because I want to hear it, okay? It's only going to be added for a second. But I'm just saying. There is a stereotype that has to get away from it, okay? Let me find this song. All right, Alexa, stop. Okay. Alexa, stop. Okay, y'all be having to yell at Alexa. But that was the song, okay? So, yeah, that was the song that I was talking about. And, again, I just want to point out that, like, we really got to stop, like, um, cultivating. There's another word that I'm, it starts with a P that I'm thinking of. Um, per -per 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 perpetuating the negative stereotype that comes with the baby mama, the baby daddy, and the um, stepdaddy. I mean, like, truthfully, like, y'all want y'all want him to not love the kid? That's some hood rat shit. Y'all want it to be some drama. Y'all want it to be some drama so bad. And it, it don't always have to be. Stop perpetuating the stereotype. Um, and I guess where, why that's some hood rat shit for me is because Y'all, I don't want to put my daddy business out there, but I got a lot of brothers and sisters. My mom and my dad were high school sweethearts, and then they grew apart, okay? They had three kids before they did so, though.
and um my mom's husband um he he i don't think he understood that for this very reason you know we were perpetuating like my mom and my dad were still very close because they had three kids that they still had to make and my dad lived in a different state um but they didn't they did not perpetuate the baby mama daddy baby mama baby daddy stereotype that uh, most people love to uh look down upon like yeah they didn't work out but they were really good parents it wasn't always that way they grew up but let's let's just be real at 30 something years old you should not still be having like these baby mama drama baby mama baby daddy drama issues like and and i don't mean to say that in a way of judgment i'm saying that in a way of like maybe you should probably like look at what's going on all together as a whole look at what you're doing look at what you're contributing look at what the other person is contributing and i don't got no kids so i could really shut the fuck up but i'm not um look at the big picture because i don't think that everybody's situation is like this um, I don't think that everybody wants their situation to be so you're either this side or that side. No one wants that. And ultimately, that's not good for the kids. Um, that is some hood rat shit. I ain't gonna lie. That's some hood rat shit. There used to be families with multiple, like, <laughs> let me just tell y'all. People, granddaddies, had several, not one, not two several families i don't know about my grandpa better yet i ain't gonna talk about my grandpa because i love my grandpa and i love my daddy too that's why i'm trying not to put his business out there but i'm just saying there were people who had whole second families that they went and saw for time at a time they had a whole second family that they were able to take care of i'm just saying not saying it's right i ain't for that shit, but i'm just saying Let's stop perpetuating the stereotype of it because there wasn't always the stereotype of uh, multiple kids and multiple fam multiple moving pieces of the family. So let's 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 not do that. Um, in the beginning of <laughs> in the beginning in the beginning of this podcast, I started talking about um, how uh, this Reiki principle was. Um, just for today, I will. Um, let me go back <laughs> just for today. I'll be kind to my neighbor and all living things. Right. And, um, as you'll learn, because we're not even on the topic, as you will learn, it's about snakes. And let me tell you, snakes really show themselves because the same dudes that be in my inbox are the ones defending this man. Defend, well, not defending this man. Defending this hypocrisy. Defending this caricature of a black um, blended family. This is a bonus family, okay? So, um, fuck out of here, okay? Um, and I just want to... This is shade, okay? This is shade. To everybody who is so hard on Russell Wilson or so hard on this entire thing. So, I've dated men with kids. And if you are my age, I'm 28. You've probably dated someone with kids. Um, one thing that I, I really enjoyed about dating someone with kids was that I 
had lost this desire to want to be a mother um, before. And then when I started dating this person with kids, I gained that desire again, right? So I'm just saying, some of these people have the worst things to say about this. If this was your girl, would she be loving and supportive in your absence? Would she protect your child as she walks through the store? Would she be annoyed when your child does something that she doesn't like? Or will she use it as a teaching moment? Will she try and teach the baby something? You know, um, will she try and do things to make the child smile? Will she try and do things to show that she has the love for your child regardless of you? I'm just saying. Now, take that how you want to. But I don't want to hear that daddy thing because... Uh, this guy's been around since before the baby could talk, okay? So, no, fuck out of here with that. Some of y'all girlfriends wouldn't even change a diaper if you asked them to. Some of y'all girlfriends wouldn't even pick your child up from school. Some of your girlfriends don't even know how to cook nothing for your baby if you needed them to pick them up from school and that baby was hungry. They'd be like, what you want to eat? Some McDonald's. I mean, I ain't, I ain't knocking it because... There are some families, that's all they can survive on is McDonald's. But I'm just saying, don't be sitting up here worried about how this man is loving on his on his uh, bonus child. Because he's not just a bonus child, he's bonus, or he's not just a bonus parent, he gets a bonus child. Because he already had, well, now he has two other kids. And he also gets to be a father figure for, for another person's child too so that the so that baby future don't ever gotta go back and say russell did this or daddy russell daddy russ did this or my other daddy did this no future probably feels very good about that baby future is taken care of in both hands more than likely anyways it's just me that's some hood rat shit though that segment is over segment is over um so um i guess this is a it's not really a smooth transition but um, we can go ahead and get to it. Dating. Um, I'm not dating right now. This is dating will be a segment. I'm not dating. So my tip for dating. Um, and men already have this one. So sit down, men. Love yourself first. <laughs> um, some men are like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Some women are like, what do you mean? What do you mean? And I'm like love yourself first ultimately um we fall short on loving ourselves when we start loving someone else right um guys i don't know how many times we've heard it over the years i know i have a guy friend oh let me lubricate sorry i have a guy friend and this guy friend has actually told me that he would marry me <laughs> but we don't live in the same state I, I I I believe that he would if things were different, but ultimately in this place that we are both in right now, I don't see us getting married. Um, and I'm not dating, so I ain't even looking for that. He can marry whoever he wants to. So um, men already have this tip. Love yourself first. Get your own shit together. Um, you know, there's like all these candles and shit. Um, a make him love me candle. Uh, bring this man to me candle um, all these different things and ultimately I honestly believe they I, I do believe they work but 
Um, something that people fail to take into account is sometimes that, that's not for you. You want this shit before it's your time. Okay. You want this man, but you ain't worked on yourself. Okay. Um, I have a friend. I won't get too much into her business, but I remember telling her because I remember she was really, really, really bent on having a relationship, bent on dating. And it was when I first, first, first stopped dating, which was around um, July slash August slash September slash October because I was fucking up. Um, it was around that time. I really think this was August, though, because she was seeing this dude who was a whole liar. Anyways, um, he said he was celibate and then he, uh, he was waiting on her, right? And they fucked, you know, niggas. Anyway, um, I remember having this conversation with her, um, and saying like, girl, do not worry about getting a relationship. And she was like, uh, but if I get in a relationship, I just feel like that'll just bring me more balance. And I'm going to just tell y'all right now, a relationship ain't balanced unless you balance. Because if you all over the place, it's like, um, in a boat, you don't want the other person to be moving around too much if you steal. Because you like, hey, motherfucker, sit, sit the fuck down. Sit the fuck down. This is a shallow ass boat. I ain't got time for you to be moving and flip this bitch. Ain't nobody got time for that. So, if you are all over the place and this person is stable and and they got their shit right they not gonna feel comfortable and you're gonna when you sit down there's some shit that you gonna you gonna want to move around some more because you ain't got your shit right right so my friend in particular she um she was like yeah if if i get a boyfriend you know he'll help me find balance it'll help me balance all this stuff out and like i think of boyfriends and I think that I, I try to think um, of the only way right now in my very life that a guy could help me bring balance. And that is to my checkbook. Come pay some of these bills if we were in love and we wanted to live together. Because before that, it's pointless. You know, we always want to take in all the easy shit, the sex. But then we want to get into the emotional baggage. Like, let's not do that. But anyways, um... My friend wanted a relationship so bad. And I remember telling her, um, girl, don't be worried about no relationship. Because when you get in this relationship, who are you going to worry about? Who are you going to focus on? Who are you going to worry about? Who are you going to be making your moves for? And that person is not always going to be yourself as much as you would like to um, believe it. It's not always going to be you. You're not always going to be working for yourself as soon as you get in a relationship. Now, I'm not saying that you got to be perfect. But I'm saying that I really do think that guys are onto something when they say, um, especially the guy who I, who I think um, could have been a marriage prospect, especially him, when he said, I don't want to have a relationship until I am financially stable. Honestly and truthfully, it's true. Because when you leave that shit, what are you going to have? What are you going to have for yourself? Um, right now, I'm in a place where I am cultivating everything about myself. I am embracing my natural hair. I am embracing my naked body. I am embracing the love for myself. I'm embracing my personality and its quirkiness. I am embracing all of the shit that I love that a lot of people find weird. I am embracing all of that shit because the person that I want, I don't want them 
to look at me and say, ah, that's too much. No, I ain't never going to be too much for the nigga that's for me or for the man that's for me. And that's just real. Okay. Um, but um, usually it falls short. Something falls short when we're loving um, someone else. Or when we begin to love someone else, we loosely we uh, blah, blah. <laughs> we usually do lose a part of ourselves in trying to love others. So um, I'm sorry. I I feel like my friends are talking about me in this group text, and I need to not even focus on group text right now. They're talking about. I just told them I'm recording a podcast. Anyways, um, something always falls short when you're loving someone other than yourself. So I will say that men got that part right. Um, I always attract someone who needs to be healed. And they can easily tell I'm a healer or um, is someone who I've worn a mask for. And they got me confused with all them other bitches because I was wearing all them other bitches' masks. Right? So I was wearing the other bitches' masks. And I attract... Usually I don't attract anyone in between. It's either you need help or... You thought, <laughs> period. You either need help or <laughs> you thought, okay? So um, I always get confused. Um, my struggles, um, I worried about dating imaginary people, like to the point where I didn't want to move cities. I didn't want to do anything because I was like, maybe my mate is here. Like I literally had this weird thing where... I was waiting on somebody who was never going to make it because my ass still single and, and and vibrators are cool. Okay. They're really cool. All right. So I, at one point was actually like not making any moves for myself because I was so worried about a dating life. In fact, my last longer relationship, um, because every relationship is valid, even if it is four months. Um, my last, Big relationship, long relationship was like two and a half years. And I would have followed this man anywhere. And he just broke up with me one day. And then in retrospect, I realized like he had, he was on his own path. And he had that shit together. I was not, I was just going to be his tag along bitch. I was, I didn't have myself together. I didn't have nothing down for me. I didn't know what I wanted. I just knew that I had been taught that we we want to have kids and we want to have marriage. Just like that fairy tale shit. Girls are told to fucking lie. Because cause guys, guys know. Guys know they don't want to be tied down to some shit. I don't know why we don't get it. I don't understand it. And I'm not knocking you for wanting a relationship. But um, I will say this. Sometimes, if you're finding that you keep find, falling out of relationships, that means that you may have to work on some shit with yourself. Um, and I, I'm learning that on a consistent basis. Um, anyways, I don't know if y'all remember the song by Beyonce in the middle. She has this, um, uh, excerpt from a TED talk by Chimimanda, um, Ngozi Adichie. Okay. And she starts talking about, um, we teach girls to shrink themselves, to make themselves smaller. Um, and I was like, I I literally play this for my students because this is a really big thing, you know. Um, and I'm going to probably have another podcast on that particular thing because that was a really great TED Talk. 
we teach girls the um the name of the podcast is called we should all be feminists i believe um but yeah she we really do teach girls to shrink themselves and make themselves smaller we teach them to want uh to not feel like themselves is enough you know granted i want kids i want to give life um I'm learning that with my porn choices. Sorry, TMI. But my porn choices really do make me think that I really have baby fever. Anyways, nonetheless, um, we teach girls to shrink themselves and make themselves smaller. We teach girls to think that they are not enough if not accompanied by a man, right? And that's not fair. That's not fair to ourselves. That's not fair to the that's not fair to the men in this world because this is a very patriarchal society. And it's it's just not fair because uh, it's having them fucked up because they get us fucked up. And then we don't check that shit because we got ourselves fucked up. Um so I my dating tip is to encourage you to work on self first. Um this song is playing in my head right now. And I kind of want to play it a little bit, but, um, and I might still, but I kind of want to talk about it. Um, it is This Place Hotel by Michael Jackson. Okay. Um, this is Heartbreak Hotel. That song. Okay. Now I ain't got no whole bunch of voice right now. I'm off my meds. So it will get bad, but I'm just saying, um, The song was about um, this hotel literally um, being a place where uh, couples go to have the relationship die. And I feel like that's what quarantine can kind of be. Um, quarantine can kind of teach you to um, teach you things about your partner and about yourself. Um, the biggest thing I want you to learn is to love yourself right now. Um, and again, I just kind of want to bring it back to... Um, bring it back to the fact that uh, men do have it together because until they're stable, they typically, until some men are stable, they don't want to bring anyone else along for the ride with them. And that's okay with us for, like, that's not okay with us for some dumbass reason. Or better yet, it's okay with women for some dumbass reason, but we don't take on that quality for ourselves. Um, this Heartbreak Hotel, why did I bring that up? I brought that up because, like I said, some people are in these relationships right now and they are stuck with these people or they think they're stuck with these people and they can really just start to love themselves first. Starting to love yourself first, you will start, you will stop settling for a lot of shit. And I'm so true on that. I literally just sent a text that said, hey, I'm not trying to have sex. Sex is the furthest thing from my mind. So please don't make this awkward. Um... Things like that that we don't like to address, but they need to be addressed. So, I mean, whenever we say things about um, Heartbreak Hotel and all these things, like that song was very serious because you are cooped up in this house. You are cooped up in this place for however long. And you really just have to start loving yourself first. And I know that that's probably not even what the song is about, but the song kept playing and playing and playing in my head. And it's almost like a a whirling um, tornado type thing and I really feel like it has some clear audience in this situation heartbreak hotel um this place hotel um I don't want to stick too much on that because that's just my tip but my tip again for dating is love yourself first um 
I often get asked, or I, I recently was asked, um, because I'm looking for a house and I was looking for used homes and some of these used homes are one and two bedroom. And if you know me, you know, I want a lot of kids cause I'm one of a lot of kids. And, um, my friend goes, what about all them kids you plan on having? I ain't got no man. Love yourself first. Because when you start loving yourself first, everything else that you want, is going to fall in place. Love yourself first. And I really, really, really mean that shit. Because if you love yourself first, you're not worried about your hypothetical man, your hypothetical kids. All you're worried about is your actual self. Actual self. Love that first. And then bring all the other shit with you. If you are seriously looking for someone start loving yourself first when you're taking the spiritual bath when you're trying to do all the candles and all that little light work and and you know conjuring and all that type of shit none of that stuff really 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 works in your favor until you love yourself when it comes to pulling in anything i pull in the love for myself before i try to attract anything love for self before i try to attract any love from anyone else anyways Sorry to beat it with a dead horse. Um, but yeah. Um, also, just a little quick tip, um, just to help you with that. If sex is an issue for you and you feel like you have sex a little frivolously, um, something that I like to use, and actually the, the guy who did not like Russell Wilson told me this, and I really loved it because he made me wait for it. He made me wait for it, and I really enjoyed that. The reason why I enjoyed it is because he goes, man, something come with that. And he was talking about the feelings and everything else. So he's like, you know, until I'm ready for the feelings, I ain't really about to be having sex with you. I ain't ready for the feelings that come with you. I ain't going to have sex with you. It would be wise for you to do that for yourself. If you are not ready for the, the, the feelings that come with it, uh, put yourself first. I know I catch feelings. I don't need to be exchanging this energy with this person. Love yourself first because... If you love yourself, you ain't going to get into that shit in the first place. All right. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Um, <laughs> let's get into the topic for today, which is, I know we went through a lot and it's still going. <laughs> um, let's get into the topic for today. The topic for today is just for today. I will be kind to my neighbor and all living things. Um, this week was a crazy week for me. The reason why it was a crazy week for me is because there was a snake in my apartment. Okay. Um, a snake in my apartment and I'm going to really just, I'm about to get into it, but let me take a break first. Cause this is, this is some shit. Okay. Let me get into it. So this week I... I had to go back to work, but only for like two hours. And I do work every day, but as a teacher during quarantine, you know, yada, yada, yada. Won't get into all my business. Just know I'm very grateful. Um, I did have to go to my job and uh, make some moves in my classroom, yada, yada, yada. Um, it was a tiring day. It amazes me that even in an empty building, um, the school dra drained me so much. Um, we, I work like 45 minutes away from where I live. And that is probably, I got hiccups, y'all. Let me, let, oh, oh, that hurt. Oh, my, 
Oh my God. Oh, that is nasty. Hold on. So, um, <laughs> I've drank some water. Hopefully those hiccups don't come back because I don't want to have to go and grab another bottle of water because I have like all of a tablespoon left in this bottle. Maybe a tablespoon in it. Half. Anyways, um, uh, so I was drained. I got there at like three and I was done by like five, got home, um, and I went to sleep at like 7.30 that day, maybe 7.50. I don't know. Sometime between 7.30 and 7.50 something. Okay. I think I, did I watch Insecure that? No, I watched Insecure another day. But yeah, so I, I came home. I went to sleep. I had some good ass sleep. Um, since quarantine, I've cleaned my apartment. I've been burning sage more often, more frequently. And with that being said, my windows are constantly up. They're not right now because it was raining. And I just feel like maybe I need to enjoy this inside air a little bit. Um, and if you've heard a change in, in the sound quality or anything like that, it's probably because I turned on the fan. Because I don't like to run the AC because I'm like that right now. Okay. Um, I've been letting the windows up because I just enjoy it. Like I want to, I want to feel some, some nature. Like I love hearing the birds chirp. I really do. It's weird, but I really enjoy it. It helps me during meditation to find some grounding whenever I hear the um, birds chirping. So yeah, um, I went to sleep. Window was down or up. Um, I woke up to, it felt like someone was knocking at the door. So, but I was like, that couldn't have been a knock or maybe I did hear a knock, but I wasn't trying to hear it. So, um, I, I got up and I went to the restroom cause I, something did wake me and I was like, is this outside? What? Something woke me up. Then, um, I was in the restroom and I was like, did I just hear a knock for real? So, the way my apartment is set up, okay? The way my apartment is set up, my door, if someone were to look through my peephole at me, um, they'd see probably my room door first. And my apartment, for the most part, which was pitch black, except for my salt lamp and my TV, which emanated not necessarily like TV light, but like the dimness of the TV light because my TV was on, but it wasn't, it was like, okay, my fire stick was on. So you see the dim screen and um, you see the light that stems from my corner um, of my room at my prayer corner, um, my altar. Um, there's a Himalayan salt lamp there, okay? So that salt lamp was just like beaming. You can it it illuminates my whole room. Most of the time, I just turn on my salt lamp and let that be that. Um, thank you, by the way, uh, work bestie, because you gave me this. Um, but on this day, I was like, I can't turn anything off because someone's knocking at my door, and it was like nine fifty six, nine fifty seven. So I was like, why is someone knocking at my door at 10 o'clock? I don't got no company coming. There is no reason for anyone to be here. So, of course, just like as if um, it used to be when we used to screen our calls instead of just blocking them or whatever. Um, it's the same thing. Like, you know how I used to be like, look, if you ain't give me a call first, don't show up at my door. Um, I wasn't about to go open that door 
just all willy-nilly. It wasn't about to happen. It was 10 o'clock. And I ain't gonna lie, man, I used to love my apartments, but they don't let the element move in. And if y'all know what the element is, just know I ain't for that shit. Okay. Uh, so I wasn't finna open the door, y'all. Okay, so my room door um, and my um, front door, there's only like a couple doors in my apartment. There's one way out which is the front door. But those two doors are not perpendicular. They are parallel to one another. If you look through the peephole, you can see the light from my room. If I started walking, you would be able to know that I was walking. You know, just how people do. Whenever they know somebody home, they know somebody home. So my ass, I get off the toilet and I start crawling on the floor um, into my living room and living area, my kitchen and stuff, because that area is pitch black. They can see what's going on in the room, but they can't see what's going on in the darkness. So I was like, let me let me crawl on the floor a little bit and um, see who's at my door. Like I was just trying to crawl to the door to get to the um, to the peephole so I could see if there was an intruder in my apartment. Right. So I go and I look out the I look out the door. Out the peephole, I didn't open the door. I just looked out the peephole. I looked out the peephole, and when I looked out the peephole, wasn't nobody there. But I kept hearing people yell outside, so I was like, what the fuck is going on? It was like somebody was arguing about something. I don't know what they was doing. But the person who was knocking at my door, they would knock, then move from by my door. Knock, then move from by my door or something, because I could never see the motherfucker. At one point, I heard them rub my door. And if you know me, you know I watch a lot of weird shit, okay? Um, one of my favorite things to watch is YouTube videos. Top 10 blank, blank, blankety, blank. Okay, so one of my favorite top 10 blank, blank, blankety, blanks was uh, top 10 weird camera footage or weird door cam footage. There was this man licking the door cam. Uh, there was another man just standing there naked with a president mask on it was like all types of shit so all i can imagine even though i don't have a door cam was why is this person rubbing my door it's dirty um so i was like this is weird mind you i didn't crawl on the floor i didn't slither on the floor and i'm just like what the fuck is going on here i never opened the door um i just was like let me go get in the bed and be quiet i got my stun gun out of my purse and I laid under my covers, afraid in my own house, which made me very vulnerable because how the fuck am I afraid of something going on in my house? Like, this is my house. No, I don't want to be afraid of that. So I was just like, shit, like, what do I do? What do I do? Um, I laid in my bed and I called my sister because she brings me so much comfort. She's my best friend. Um, and my other sister, I'm learning that's... That's one of my best friends, too, because we're very alike and we don't say it. And I love my, I just love family. So that's that. But I call my, I call my sister and I'm like, you know, just trying to get in contact with her so that she knows because she's the only person that's on my emergency contacts. <laughs> it's a damn shame. Anyways, my sister is my emergency contact. So I try to call her. My sister don't answer. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> 
So I sent a text to my homegirl, still very vulnerable because I'm like, why am I afraid? Like, I'm conquering all my fears right now in this spiritual journey. I have to. I'm working on um, psych psychic abilities, and um, I think my next stage is mediumship. So with that being said, like, I have to conquer some fears, but here I am afraid of some shit that is in this world. I was conquering fears for outside of this world, and it's all in this world naturally, but I'm just saying... I thought I was not afraid of nothing. I thought I was fearless. But when that shit happened, I was like sitting in my bed, nervous. Now, I did leave something out, okay? Um, I may have left out a few points, but let me get to them. Pull this back up because I I had to make notes because y'all can tell I get off task a lot. I grabbed my stun gun um, and flashlight. And when they knocked the third time, I go and I look. And then I remember... Before I even grabbed the stun gun and flashlight, looking at the looking through the peephole, I looked down because it was I was by my refrigerator and I looked down and I feel like I saw um, a snake. In mind you, the only light is emanating from my doorway and it's not a big light because it's just the light of a salt lamp. So um, I'm looking down and I in this pitch blackness. I feel like I see something moving around like a snake because I saw the yellowness from it, right? And I, I, this wouldn't be the first time that a snake was in my apartment. So I did get a little nervous, like, ah, you know? <laughs> but then I go, I turn on the light, not the light that was literally a foot away from me, but I go around the counter and turn on the other light and I come back, no snake. And there was a, um, there were my, my, um, Kitchen rugs were on the floor, and they're kind of movable and stuff like that. And I, when I came in that day, all I did was throw in, throw the bags that I came in with on the ground and walk to my room and get in the bed. Y'all, I'm telling you, work is draining. And lack thereof, is still draining. But anyways, um, so I had, um, I, I simply threw all that stuff on the floor and there was a bag that bag had like some cake mix and some granola and I was like I don't see no snake so I turned the light off I went and got in my bed grabbed my stun gun called my and then I told my friends I sent a text to my friends and pretty much the text let them know that I was not in a good place because I said someone knocked at my door three times um I was just nervous. Then my best friend calls. Um, and when she calls, one of my best friends, I got like seven, y'all. Judge me. Um, and they're all equally my best friends, too. Except my sister. My sister supersedes everybody. That has been my road dog since I was two. Okay. So, um, anyways, uh, my best friend calls me and she's like, you Okay. And I'm whispering it in my apartment. And the windows are still up because I'm like, if I make any changes and somebody is watching me, I can't let my windows down. Like, I got to just be ready. So I got this stun gun in my hand. I got the, like, I'm ready. She goes, um, do you have a bat? And I was like, no, I don't have a bat. And by this point, and it wasn't very long. I think it had only been like two minutes on the phone. But my one of my other best friends calls and we're on three-way. So my other best friend calls. And um, one of them says, do you have a bat? And I'm like, I don't have a bat. And I didn't even think about it. I have a sword from my ex that he left. 
Sorry, you ain't getting that back now that there's snakes involved. Um, so I go to the kitchen and I'm like, I don't have a bat, but I got a knife. I go to the kitchen. I start walking to the kitchen and something told me to make sure that I took my stun gun in there with me because my stun gun doubles as a flashlight. So I... Before even walking in there, I remember kind of looking at the doorway with the flashlight. So I don't know how I never saw this snake. I really feel like that was a premonition, not like a, not that I physically saw the snake. I really feel like it may have been like a premonition or some shit because that snake was not in sight when I kept looking for it. And I was slithering on the fucking, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself because I go in the kitchen to get the knife and something told me, flash your light on the floor. Lo and behold, no, not behold, because bitch. Anyways, there is a snake three feet in front of the in front of the knife cabinet, in front of the knife uh drawer. And I was like, shit. And at first I was like, shit, it's a snake. And I, I, I wasn't panicking, but my friends could tell that it was some deep shit. They were calm. That was funny. They were calm, right? So I was like, what the fuck? And the snake seemed too long for me to cover it with a bucket. And I got buckets, but it seemed too long. I felt like if I covered it with a bucket, its tail or its body would not have been covered and he would have been able to get away from out of the bucket, right? And I was like, okay. I didn't know what to do. I'm on the phone with my friends. And remember, the topic of this particular the topic of this particular um, episode of Jazz and Gems is just for today, I will be kind to my neighbors and to all living things, right? So that shit was out the door immediately, okay? It was, it was out the door at first. Y'all, I didn't know what to do. I just wanted to isolate this snake. Hopefully, I could stun it enough for it to stay still for me to cover it. Y'all, my friends, I said there's a glass on the counter, but, but, and my friend says, shit, you got plenty of glasses, you could get more. Y'all, I took a glass, I threw the glass at the snake, snake starts crawling toward my cabinet. It was only a foot away from my um, oven, it really could have crawled under my oven. And it would have been just fine under there because the oven gets warm. So I threw this glass at the snake. Luckily, it did not crawl under the oven. Okay. So the snake eventually crawls by the oven, but not under it. And then I was like, shit, shit. I ain't that. So that glass was on my counter. My kitchen was relatively clean. I didn't have any count, any glasses that were up. And the snake was closer to my glass cabinet than I was. So I look in the dishwasher. And the only glasses that I have are very nostalgic glasses. One of the glasses looks like my favorite job ever. Because I used to work for a really great seafood company. Or a seafood restaurant chain. Or a restaurant chain. Um, and... I love this company and I love my family that I got there. So um, I don't want to break this glass. The other glass was like your typical tea glass. Everybody's family has this glass if their granny used to make tea or if their granny used to make lemonade or if their granny liked to serve water to people because this glass is in every Southern 
household, okay? Um, every truly Southern household, okay? I didn't want to break that glass, even though I know for sure that this glass would have killed that snake. I was like, uh-uh, nope, I ain't breaking my glass. So I look in the cabinet, <laughs> I look in the cabinet up top, and I see a wine glass, the stemless wine glass, and I was like, you know what? These come a dime a dozen, I'm going to throw it. I threw it at it and missed the snake again. So I started throwing potatoes because I'm trying to really isolate the snake and get it to move to a place where I wanted it to be. I didn't want it under my cabinet and I didn't want it under my oven. So I'm th I threw a potato at it. All it did was make the snake move. The snake eventually moved under my refrigerator. Okay. So I got broken glass everywhere and I got my shoes on and I'm not wearing pants. I don't even think I was wearing panties because I'm at home. I might have been wearing a shirt. And you know, whenever you come home after a, a long day, what's the first thing you take off, ladies? Everything. <laughs> the wig usually comes first, but that bra is next, okay? And you just start taking all that shit off, okay? So I think I'm wearing shoes and maybe a t-shirt. I isolated this snake to under my refrigerator. Luckily... There's a, like my, the way my apartment's set up, the refrigerator has its own compartment. So it's only like the snake is only one way out for the snake. It wasn't like it could slither anywhere else and go anywhere else. No, there's only one way out. You got to come. So I, I blocked off all the other entrances for the snake. Actually, I blocked off the whole refrigerator, the whole bottom half, all the corners, all that shit. I blocked it. Cause I was like, this snake is not getting by, not without my, not without my consent. So I was like, shit. So I called my cousin. My cousin is, um, I'm from Louisiana. So, and I know I don't have an accent, but that's for y'all, not for me. <laughs> um, but I called my cousin. My cousin lives in Shreveport and my cousin starts telling me, oh my gosh. Now, mind you, my cousin me and her just had a conversation about snakes just the day before because she had a dream about snakes. I'm like, what if what if our dreams are connected? So that's the first person I call because I'm like, cousin, you literally just told me about this yesterday. So I was like, this is crazy, cousin. Like, I don't know what to think of it, but this is this is odd. So that's why I ain't got no water. My water must have spilled out on the I know I ain't pissed myself from my water. That's why I ain't got no water. It's on my bed. Anyways, um, so my cousins, she's like trying to give me advice. Then we all like, then my best friends call me right back. And, um, I put everybody on three way and, or whatever way, four way. Um, and my cousin, she's trying to give me advice on what to do next. My cousin's like, uh, you got to chop the head off. And I was like, I ain't chopping that damn head off. Who going to clean that up? And then she's like trying to give me advice. She's like, all right, well, cover it with a towel so that you can pick it up and put it outside. And I was like, bet. So that was my next goal. I was on the phone with my cousin and my um, my friends, my best friends. And it was all three of us. And I think we were on the phone for a good 20, 30 minutes, just like kind of waiting. And we were just talking shit, shooting the shit on the phone, talking about this damn snake. And I was like, y'all... 
I don't want to kill this snake. I really, when she told me there was a way other than killing the snake, I felt better. I was like, I should not be killing this snake. Something about it just did not feel right to kill this snake. I felt like a monster after a while because I set up in front of the refrigerator and the door because literally my door and my refrigerator are separated by a, I want to say that's like a four to five inch wall. That's it. My door and my refrigerator are separated by a wall. If that wall was not there, the snake could have crawled out and back outside where it belonged. <laughs> but I had to set up kind of uh, uh, just in the right angle to see. Like I, I only allowed so much space so that the snake, if it wanted to, could get out. Right. And I was going to cover it with a towel and... Um, get it the fuck out of my apartment all i have is big towels or little towels nothing in between so i was going to use a big towel because the snake was relatively long i want to give it about a, a foot and a half maybe two feet but it was still a baby um so i literally am sitting here waiting for three well for like two hours but before i even get to the waiting i really i skipped some shit because um Something that you really got to know about this whole thing is. I called niggas. Okay. I called niggas after the snake went under the refrigerator. Because the snake tried to play dead when I turned on the light. <laughs> when I finally turned on the light, snake uh, tried to play dead. Then I threw the glass at it. Then the potato. Then it went under the refrigerator. When it went under the refrigerator, I barricaded it in. And I called my cousin, or I called, I was on the phone with my girls, and then I got off the phone with my girls. I was like, let me see if, if anybody over here can come and help me. I didn't even think to call my neighbors, but whatever, and they live here. Um, I tried to call niggas, okay? <laughs> and needless to say, niggas are canceled from this point forward uh there should be a better way to say that mm, i'm gonna figure it out they are canceled indefinitely from this point forward now one of the niggas is one of my close friends love you to death tk but i will say I was pissed because if you could, if I'm calling you at 10 something at night about a goddamn snake in my apartment, I'm calling you for a reason. Don't ask me if I need your help because now I got to think about it. I'm a Gemini. I'm indecisive. I don't know if I need your help, but I know there's a snake in my apartment and so do you. Nigga, get the fuck here. Get here. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was so like, so I call TK. TK, love you, man. I really do, but you almost got canceled that night. You almost got canceled that night. <laughs> he was in Third Ward, though, and I live on the West, and Third Ward is not close by. It's like 30 minutes away. But you my friend. You hear me. You can hear the panic in my voice. I don't like snakes. No one likes snakes that I know. Why would you ask me, do I need to come? Bitch, yes. Bring your ass. Bring that ass here, boy. Bring that ass here. I'm afraid of this snake. I'm calling you. If I could do it alone, I would have never called you. So, 
eventually he sends like a text like uh you sure you don't need no help and i sent him like a gif y'all know the little boy he like it um he's like in a little yellow shirt little white boy and he got his lips curled and his eyes kind of side-eyed that's the gif i sent him he said he sent like a lol something and i was like nigga it's a snake in my house i i was annoyed because i'm like nigga if i'm calling you i needed your help don't send me no text after we done already talked about this shit and you heard the panic in my voice. No, I need help. Help me, nigga, okay? That's really how I felt. So that was that. He's gone. You're canceled, TK. Love you, TK. But you're canceled, TK. But I still love you, TK. And you're not really canceled. But the other nigga? So this dude, okay, I was on Hinge for a while at the beginning of quarantine for whatever reason and now it lasted like two weeks right and I, there was a guy on there and i like him he's really cool but when i called him he was like he pretty much told me like i'm not at home right now and i'm like okay but it okay i think what gets me about Niggas is be straight up. Don't try to give me comfort in your lies. Don't try to give me comfort in your absence. I am panicking here. Do you think I could have did this alone? I don't want to hear shit else. Just tell me you can't. Don't give me hope. Because now I'm indecisive. I'm so indecisive. I got to figure out if your hope is enough. I got to figure out if I should hang on to your word. I got to figure... Nonetheless, I still got to figure out what the fuck to do about this snake in my house. So I was like, shit. I call one other dude. Now, mind you, second dude canceled. He just texted me a little while ago, and I almost wanted to tell him, it's okay. You can delete me. But you can't be mad at people for not being there with through your storms because they don't understand how heavy it's raining. So, um... He's still kind of canceled. He could go for all I care. But I did think I must have thought him up today because he did text me. He called me, actually. And I was okay if I never heard from him again. But he did call me. Ha. Crazy, right? Anyway, so, um, baby boy decides to, um, not really show up. Don't show up. Don't do nothing. Um, I call guy number three. Actually, before I even got to guy number one, there was somebody else who didn't even make the list because that motherfucker don't even... I must be on his do not disturb list or something because it went straight to voicemail. He texted me the next morning talking about good morning. Bitch, you you canceled anyway. You canceled altogether. I, look, anyway. Um, so, so yeah. Um, fourth guy I called. Because it has to be a guy to deal with this because girls ain't going to do it. My girlfriends was like, hey, you can come to my house. I'm not going to leave this snake in my house for it's fine free range in my, in my clothes and shit. No, I'm not going to leave. And y'all got to get up early in the morning. Y'all nurses, y'all people working in the hospital. I'm not going to get up and do that to y'all. Y'all got lives. It's cool. I'm going to figure this shit out. And after, after the fourth call, I realized it's cool. I'm going to have to figure this shit out. Because... The person who was able to show up did not show up for like an hour. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, fuck 
me sideways what to do what to do now um i'm just gonna fast forward to get to the end point okay the guy he eventually comes straight from work and it took him a while to get here but he at least came so i couldn't even be mad at that he he came and he was like i literally only came here to kill this snake i'm like i didn't want you to come kill the snake like you don't have to come kill it i just don't want it in here i don't want to kill it who's gonna clean it up so all I really needed him to do was move the refrigerator so it would kind of force the snake to not be under my refrigerator and I could sweep the snake outside or put the towel over it like my cousin said. <sighs> this dude sweeps the snake across the room under my dryer and washer. Baby, I, I had a fit. My door was wide open because I was ready for this snake. I was sitting there with, with in a in a in a stool, just waiting on the snake to show itself so I could sweep it outside. But this motherfucker swept it under the under the washer and dryer. So I was like, damn, 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 damn. Um. So, um. Mind you, while I was sitting there waiting, I ultimately realized I didn't want the help. I just want to get the snake out without killing it. Because I felt like a monster was sitting there waiting on it, just like hunting it. And I was just like, nah, I just want to get it out of here safely, get it to where it got to go. Um, and then I even started like thinking like, what if this snake, like I did not even plan on this shit today. I just was trying to go somewhere safe. You know, it's coronavirus outside and this place looks cool. It was dark. It was hot because this bitch don't run no AC. You know, what the fuck? What the fuck happened? So the snake... I literally had dialogue with the snake. I really started to feel bad for it. And I think that has something to do with my spiritual journey right now also. So when he swept the snake under there, I was like, shit, now we got, I just had this fucking snake where I wanted for the last two hours and you gonna sweep it under there. I was so outdone, y'all. Um, so eventually he lifts the dryer and I was able to, um, with a sword and a broom, sweep the snake outside right because i had to i had to find a way to get the snake to come like to not like go around my broom you know how sometimes when a surface is too round it'll go around it but the sword was flat i swung it over there to the door and let it start uh getting outside the door so the snake starts slithering toward other people's apartments and i kind of hockey puck that bitch all the way to the end of the corner and the guy yells why don't you just kill it? You have a sword in your hand. I said, one, who's cleaning this shit up? Two, you don't kill something just because you're afraid of it. And that was enough for me. I called my cousin and I tell, like the guy, like in short, the guy was like, get a bag, come with me. We're going to my place. And I'm like, I know you not. I'm not finna, uh, I'm not gonna leave my apartment. I am not about to leave my apartment after all I did to try to protect it. I'm not about to leave my apartment. You got life fucked up. Nope. And plus, I didn't want you to come over here so I could leave. I wanted you to come over here so I could get the snake out. The snake is out. The threat has been neutralized. We swept the snake all the way onto the grass. Snake slithered away safely. All you got to do is have some patience. I really wish the cops in the um u.s would have taken this uh particular anecdote you don't kill something just because you're afraid of it 
That was what I learned from this. And I won't really beat a dead horse on, like, I'm not going to do it. Um, but I will say that I really loved thinking that way. You don't kill shit just because you're afraid of it. You don't kill shit just because you're afraid of it. Conquer those fears. Right now, it's all about conquering my fears. I'm into tarot and I'm learning my own encyclopedia of translation from spirit to work. Um to work with my abilities for my psychic reading. So everything has a purpose. Um, snakes can mean desire. It can mean greed. And there's other shit it can mean too. But I think this snake was me overcoming some fear. Because I have had fears. This is the fourth one I've, I've had in my apartment. And typically I feel like a victim whenever a snake is in my apartment. I calmed myself. Then was patient and controlled. And the fear melted away. And of course I still had jitters. But it made me think how controlled I needed to be. And in relation to life. Um, we all get into these slumps where we're just comfortable. And a lot of the time, the comfortability is from fear of what comes next. So conquer that shit. In my journey, I'm trying to skip steps. I'm giving up constantly. I'm doubting myself. But that night, I actually learned that I need to be patient and rid myself of unnecessary fears. Um, so again, I just want to remind you, just for today, um, just for today, I will be kind to my neighbors and to all living things. I swept the snake away from other people's doors onto some grass where it can go and live again. Maybe it'll get eaten by one of these big-ass vultures that be flying around my apartments. But I'm just saying, I did my part. Um, another Reiki principle, which will probably be the topic of next um, podcast, or maybe not. Just for today, I will not worry. Just know that this earth is so many years old and you're exactly where you need to be. Um, I always tell people that and I'm just like, the earth is thousands if you want to think biblically, but millions if you want to think scientifically years old. You are where you need to be. You could have been born any other place, but you are born to your parents. You are born into that body. You are exactly where you need to be. You are in the right place and the right time. Um, and you're with the people that you need to be with. Um the only thing guaranteed to you from birth is death. That's it. Anything that happens in between is up to you. So be patient, be brave. And I'm really working on incorporating these into my life. So I'll say them all for you. Um, another segment, our next segment. I'm sorry, I'm jumping straight into it because it is getting lengthy. And I've been working on this for a long time. Um, pretty much... I'm a chef, so I'm going to give you something that you can use in your everyday life. So, are you hungry? Do you want something to eat? Well, I ain't got that for you right now. <laughs> but, since we're in the kitchen, salt. If you can't cook, that's a good place to start. So, get you a dozen eggs one day, and I want you to practice this. This will help you to learn to cook, if you like eggs. Um, first, make them how you typically would make them. I usually like to scramble mine. Um, the first way I learned to make eggs was to put butter in a pan, let that butter get just right, um, and um, put the egg in there after you scrambled it with some salt and pepper, and then soft scramble my eggs. But over time, I learned to enjoy my eggs a little differently. So, um, get you a dozen eggs one day, make them first how you would like to make it, then ask yourself, is it salty, is it bland, do you need pepper, herbs, deal weed, onion? Um, salt is a, uh, a revitalizer. So, too much and you'll repel everything, and too little and there's no flavor. Whenever you have salt, it wakes up everything else in your palate. So, um, start working with salt. 
and build on that. Whenever I try to teach people to cook, they think I'm going to tell them to add some seasoning salt. And I don't do that shit. I tell you, salt, pepper, garlic, cayenne, crushed red pepper, things like that. Because you want to work with the basic herbs. So start with your salt. Um, another thing about salt, um, in a clean house, put salt at your doorways and windowsills to keep unwanted spirits away. Um, specifically like sea salt and Himalayan sea salt. It cleanses of negative energy. So things like salt lamps or salt candles or Zen gardens made of salt. Those are all things that will help you in your personal apartment. Like, And... Um, that's just my, that is my, um, you hungry and you want something to eat tip for today. Start working with salt. Um, replace it. Don't leave it on your floor forever. Replace it sometimes. Rub down your salt lamps with a white, with a damp cloth. Not enough to, um, make it start sweating, but wipe it down sometimes. Um, pretty much, um, we are coming to a close, um, but I want you to do some research on some protection herbs and salt. Um, just just because I, I, a little research is good for homework. We'll have some homework for the next time you listen to the Jazz and Gems podcast. Um, but hey, before you go, um, I do have a word of the day for you. That word today is patience. Um, patience is the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. It is an ability or willingness to suppress restlessness or annoyance when confronted with delay. Patience, okay? We have so far to go and our spirit guides want us to get there. But keep in mind, they've been waiting longer than you know and they know what's coming next. A lot of your spirit guides have been waiting years and years and years to meet you. So just be careful on your journey or be patient on your journey. Um, they know what's coming next. Um... That is episode one of Jazz and Gems podcast. You can follow me in several places and send me letters or questions for advice. And I actually, uh, you can try me out, see if I give you some real advice. I mean, it don't hurt. So write me some letters. I love to read letters and I love to respond. Even if I don't respond to it on Jazz and Gems pod, I will definitely respond to you in general. Um, or I will at least try until it gets to be too much. Um, but I will also try to respond intuitively um, and actually try to answer before giving my personal opinion, which means that I want to try to use intuition, um, psychic ability to try to help you as opposed to um, just using my own personal logic. So um, I'm not perfect at it, but I will do my best. Um, so if you would like to do that, if you would like an intuitive uh, perspective on whatever situation you're asking me about, um, leave your name and your birthday uh, for those intuitive questions and for advice, just give me some info and ask. I don't judge and I got life for you. I did not come from a place of judgment. You can follow me on Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram and you can follow me. Well, you can email me at hookerbeknowing at gmail.com. On IG, you can follow me at hooker in the kitchen. And on Twitter, you can follow me at hookerbeknowing. And tag me. Let me know that you're listening because this is really cool to me. This is something that was very sporadic. And I'm proud that you could be a part of it with me. And I'm proud that I'm doing this because, honey, baby girl likes to talk, as you can see. Um, and I honestly feel like I would actually listen to my own podcast. In the meantime, I love dropping gems on y'all. Um, 
I am a light worker, and that is what I love to do, drop some gems on you. Um, see you next time on the Jazz and Gems podcast. Make sure to uh, like, review, subscribe. I think I can say that because I don't know how Apple Podcast works. Leave some comments. I want to know. Um, and also leave, go to Anchor if you would like to start a podcast. I really love it. Um, that's all I got. Follow me on the gram. Don't try to follow any pages that you think might be me because more than likely I will not accept you. <laughs> Anyways, but um, please follow me at Hooker Be Knowing on Twitter, at Hooker in the Kitchen on Instagram, and email me at hookerbeknowing at gmail.com. Uh, y'all have a good day, guys. I'll love.